Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 41. Woo! Extra woo, because this is a special one. Yes, today we are looking at Turnabout Intruder, and, well, that's it. We hmm. are out of the original series Don't after today. Don't throw my card around. Yes, it was supposed to be a flourish, but I realized no one can see it but us. So it, it, was wasn't even that it, was like, a, it wasn't even I that good of a I fucked up the throw, but I was going to let the radio people think I'd done good. Your you flourish is bad and you should feel bad. I do, Dr. Zoidberg. I do. So yes, we are just discussing Turnabout Intruder, after which we are going to do uh, a bit of a, a final thoughts on the original series. Wrapping it you up. You know, when someone breaks into my house, I say, Turnabout, Intruder! <laughs> <laughs> and then they rob us blind. And probably kill Jake for that horrible <laughs> joke. I'm saying, Jake, Jake will not be appearing on the podcast after this episode, because he fired. Yes. Or because Ames or an intruder have killed him. Both. A turnabout intruder. Oh, God, again. Uh, turnabout is fair play, intruder. All right, I'm going to start Ooh. this summary and try to make it fast. The Enterprise is called to Camus 2? Camus Wait a minute, I want to, I want to time this. Because it should be Camus, but uh, anyway. Uh, they're called to a planet because there's a scientific expedition there and everybody's dying. By the time they get there, the only ones left alive are Dr. Janice Lester, an old flame of Captain Kirk's, and... What the hell is Dr. Coleman. Dr. Coleman. And there was a third guy, but he died like Off the screen, second they yeah. got there. Oh, I didn't and even. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. About it's, that. it's why McCoy and Spock are leave led, the room. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, leave the room oh. with Coleman. Coleman, the worst doctor in Starfleet. So bad he was drummed out, apparently, by the Sar- Surgeon General. So, left alone with Lester, as has been mentioned already, we find that, yes, Janice is an old flame, but unlike all the three years, twelve months, and an odd number of days types, she wants his ass dead. She <laughs> hates him so much. Turns out she's feigning being slightly iller than she is, because as Kirk goes to investigate a weird-looking what's-it around the other side of the room, she shoots him with some kind of hoodly do and it is revealed that the what's-it is, is a mind-switcher. Both hoodly doos and Freaky what's-its. Friday! I exactly. said that. And uh, so Kirk winds up in Lester's body, Lester in Kirk's, and then Lester goes to strangle Kirk to death, but every, er, everyone else returns before she can she can finish. And that, combined with something, has Kirk, like, half unconscious and moaning and blah, blah, blah. They have radiation sickness, is what the Right, it was vague if was. she was actually suffering from it, though. No, I think she no, did, because McCoy was picking up, like, a light That's right, radiation uh, amount, or something. Yeah, he just wasn't sure what kind. Do you think when she went to strangle Kirk, did she get her first rage boner? Yes. Great. Yes, it goes outside. I just wanted to clarify. Uh, seeing her looking entirely unwell, Lester as Kirk, needing to look like, you know, she cares, has her beam back to the Enterprise with the rest of the crew, and she is, she's put under observation. Lester soon orders that Dr. Coleman will oversee all of her treatment instead of McCoy, because he supposedly, you know, because he always has all this extra experience and blah, blah, blah. McCoy is pissed. He is very cross. We will find later, because as I mentioned, uh, Coleman used to be a CMO, like McCoy, but was so shitty at his job, Starfleet kicked him out. Incompetent. Super Administratively incompetent. Administratively and 
Medically. Incontinent as well mm. around patients, which is unsanitary. Yes. Had himself a warp core breach today. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback to a conversation you uh, listeners haven't heard. Let's just say he ejected the pod. <laughs> he jettisoned that shit. You can use context clues here to figure out what we're talking about. Diarrhea. Anyway. Nice. Um, <laughs> the password is... Kirk... <laughs> Kirk eventually comes to, realizes what's going on, and basically eventually schemes to slip out of sick bay to get to Kirk and McCoy, Kirk and McCoy, Spock and McCoy, to get the help he needs. Spurk. He ultimately manages to convince Spock that it's him, because basically after beating around the bush, he's like, wait a minute, just mind meld me. And Spock's like, oh, fuck, it is you, Jim. Beating around the bush? That's sexist. This whole episode was a bit sexist, Caitlin. That's true, I know. Thank you. So, uh, Lester... I bet you Kirk, I bet you Kirk, while having the woman in his body, was beating around the bush. If you <laughs> know was what the, I mean. Yeah, it was the first thing that happened oh. when he woke up. And then he called for McCoy. Because <laughs> 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 what woman wouldn't? Oh, fuck. Well, this has gone a place. So, Lester, desperately trying to, to retain control of the Enterprise, eventually decides to, to accuse Spock of uh, fomenting mutiny. And a whole court-martial thing happens, and, and Lester just breaks down very publicly in front of everyone. And, you know, Spock and... Spock, fuck. No, Bones and Scotty are like, okay, yeah, it's time to mutiny. But, of course, they're being recorded. And then... Chekhov and Sulu are kind of like, they have misgivings, but they go back to the bridge anyway. But then almost immediately, you're like, no, we're not going to follow your orders. And Uhura doesn't do anything because she's not in this episode. And was replaced by, actually, the woman whose husband died that time. And then she was in shore leave and ran into a tree. Oh, was that her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the I, same character? I don't think No, different so. hair for sure. Yeah. I think they named her and it wasn't the same. Yeah. And, well, in the credits, she's just communications officer. Yeah, I was going to say, they, I don't think they were named her. They called her a lieutenant mm-hmm. at one point, I but I don't think... they named her when she was the stenographer in the trial. Uh, maybe. maybe but in the, well, again, oh, the, maybe if they right. did, the closing credits missed it, too. She's anyway. probably feeling so good. She's like, oh, man, I guessed it on the show, and now they're going to bring me in as a, as a regular. This is <laughs> great. I'll be in all of season four. Oh. 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 So eventually, Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and Scotty are confined to the brig, and Lester comes up with this whole plan to, to kill him, uh, in conjunction with Coleman, who is in on it, I forgot to mention. But he disappears for half the episode, so it's easy to kind of forget he's there at all. And then when he is, he's just such a wet blanket. Yeah, and you know, Spock realizes he can use Vulcan magic powers to try to put them back together, but then at the end of the day, it just takes making her overexert herself in Kirk's body. I, I they touched each other. other. They touched each other, didn't yeah. they? I was wondering anyway, they, 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 they swap back. Everyone's happy. Warp factor fun. Everybody, everybody's happy except for Janice, who is literally insane. Yeah. So Janice, insane. Like, like all it. women who have any ambition. <laughs> yeah. And that's 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 the final episode. I want to be captain. TOS. Oh, yes. I know that was, the ending was so silly when she's like cuddling into Coleman and she's so sad and he's like, that's okay, I'll take care of you. And she's like, I'm so mad. I, I was like live Shut up, you dumb bitch. I want him dead so much. I live-streamed my viewing of this episode to Chris because I was watching it at work on lunch. Oh, my God. And I was just like, Coleman, you know, like, says to them, I want to take care of her. And they're like, sure. And so I said to Chris, I'm like, I want to take care of them. What are they going to just throw her out an airlock? <laughs> well, I mean, unless she here? violated General Order 4, which presumably has to be 
going to Talos. Talos Four. That was it. General Order Two, I think. Well, maybe they rearranged. Was the wrong number. Maybe they rearranged the general order. Maybe they decided it's okay to go go to Talos now, but they found a different, worse thing to give yeah. the death penalty to. Yeah, it, it, it going to um, violating the no. prime directive as much as Jim Kirk has done. That is worth <laughs> death. They will kill <laughs> you for that. Uh, so yeah, last last episode of this of the series. So I got on a good note, or what do you guys think? Right off the bat, gotta say this, gotta get it out of there. What the actual pissing fuck was up with Christine's hair? It was brown. It was brown, brown which looked wrong. Well, and then I thought brown looked good. It, it looked, looked nice. Wrong. It just wasn't right. It wasn't right. It, but also, for most of the show, it was like big and puffy and very sixties. Yeah. But then during the court martial, it was it like was wicked weird. flat. She like she, she, like she looked like herself. Yeah, like she just gotten out of the shower and didn't have enough time to blow dry. So she just kind of toweled and was like, "Fuck, that'll have to do. I'm gonna be late." I mean, I assume they had hair and makeup. Yeah, I know. I'm just being a wise ass. I actually, well, I didn't mind the style. Actually, I liked the style. I just thought the color was a little. I was like, why? Are it was just very weird. All of a sudden, yeah. and I mean, probably I seen... like got an audition on another show. Yeah, probably. Maybe she was already canceled. I think. So. I mean, yeah, in reality, doesn't look bad. I mean, she looked fine as a brunette when she was number one, and she's a brunette when she's Lana Troy. I don't know how to pronounce her name. She has more like doesn't she have? She's like black Sana. hair as Loxana. To yeah. seriously answer your question, yes. Um, the merits of the episode aside. I was saying to Caitlin, you know, what's, what's interesting about it is even if it wasn't necessarily planned as a series finale, it works well as one, if only because it's one of the few episodes where you have very specific mention of previous events. That's yeah, true. Like that. When Kirk is trying to prove it's him, it's like, okay, Spock, remember that time? And that time? Well, you could have just time. looked up records. Yeah, which because apparently... In which case, just tell tell Spock what you know his dick looks like. Yeah, Done. Exactly. Are those in records? Probably not, because Vulcans <laughs> are really secretive about this shit. True. But... The fact that it's that, and then the whole plot sort of revolves around everyone just kind of going, I know the captain. This isn't the captain. And the crew sort of coming together to agree to, you know, like, even though they believe it's Kirk, they know that Starfleet may never quite buy it, and they may all get charged with mutiny for this. Mm-hmm. Not if they kill him. But they're doing it anyway, and I feel like that is a good sort of sending off. I actually... So I I, I had a mixed reaction to this episode. You know, there were things that I that I liked, and there were things I didn't like. Oh, overall, it's really middle of the road for me. Mm-hmm. But I will agree that the callbacks to previous events was a, was a positive. I also liked that the the episode it kept it kept a really strong internal logic throughout. That's true. And there were things that happened in the episode that really took me uh, by surprise, like when it turned out that fake Kirk was recording mm-hmm. the conversation that Bones and Scotty were having. Yeah, I wouldn't feel safe having conversations anywhere in the ship. So they ha- they they tape the conversation in the corridor, and then immediately after, Sulu and Chekhov go to the bridge and start having the same "should we mutiny" conversation. I'm like, guys, you know they tape in the corridor. What did they just they do? Certainly tape on the bridge. Yeah, but I yeah, I mean, really, this episode really to me it falls apart at the end. The end is just. Yeah, the end no of the I kind of wonder what, what if anything, like, I'd like to think they'd have given, had, had Uhura been there, she'd have had a bit more to do as well. She would have had her, you know, sort of coming round moment. But since it was this random lady. You know who else like, was coming round? Oh, dear. Kirk, when he was in the body of that lady. Speaking yeah. of, speaking, this is where I, I didn't care for the episode a, t- a terrible lot, was we don't see a lot of Kirk whilst in Lester's body. And yeah, I true. think... I think it's because the actress wasn't acting very Kirky. No. I gotta give Shatner a shout-out. A shout-out. 
I gotta get a shit near a shootout? What the fuck? <laughs> I gotta shout out something big here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, his... Okay, I, I'm, I'm imagining this is... I'm gonna... I'm going to be Shatner for a minute. Wow. Preparing for this episode. He's like, hmm. Do you think he tucked? How do how do women act? And how do women well, they kind of act, act like Well, me. they're women. Well, I'm a man. I can't really play a woman. But I can play the next closest thing. A homo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I knew that was where you were going. At the very end, I was like, with you. Did you notice he was doing like... Like, really kind of like effeminate walk. Yeah, no, it did seem like, like he was very... doing a 1960s camp homosexual. And, and like, like, when he mm-hmm. sat in the captain's chair and he had, like, his, his like knees apart, like, t- or together, he was very... Dainty. And, very and then dainty. he was, like, doing his nails at one point. Yeah! Like, I like that. No one thought, thought that, that was, was, was weird. I like, thought that was when cool. has Kirk like ever that. done his nails? Oh, the reason why you maybe think that, though, is when he goes to Coleman and he's like, you've done everything else for me, Coleman. Do this one more thing, and I was like, "Oh nah. damn!" I was into it. I was like, "Get it." No, but I, I, I you know do, what? That... I do have to give Shatner credit though, because although I, at the start of the episode, for the first you know bit of the episode, I was like, "Oh, he's really laying it on thick with with being effeminate for the sake of his character." But I feel like throughout the episode, he was able to portray the you know as the the lady got more accustomed to being in Kirk's body. Yeah, it's like layers, yeah. layers of characters. Like he started to get a lot better, and and, I, and there was a distinct progression from until she snaps a little bit. Yeah, well, she yeah. and then she like it's one of those things. The minute the dam started to break, it just went to shit. Yeah, she just threw a temper tantrum in Kirk's body, which was when we know Shatner does great temper tantrums. He does. It was really good. Yeah, he he hammed it up all the way in this one. Yeah. And that was, you know... Even if it didn't quite make sense, when Shatner throws a tantrum, it's a thing of beauty. I actually really... I enjoyed watching him, like, lose it. I was just like, this is great. The screaming match was was good, but the the transition was really dumb. When When he was transitioning back to Kirk... And when he's oh, on the bridge, like the weird, face. like he looks like a fucking I was messaging Chris because he did. He like had his hands like around his face, and he was kind of like making like a. Well, he's like, I'm in the box. He's like, oh no, I'm in the box. Yeah. Well, that's right. That, 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 that so one, the, the hands by the face. That's when you see a lot in like bad memes, and it was like I didn't realize I hadn't seen it yet in our view. It's like, oh, there's that thing I see on the internet all the time. The I don't think I've ever seen it as a meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where have I been? Is this is this on like XY chromosome internet or what? <laughs> no, I think it's just because like there was that time I was specifically looking for Star Trek memes Man for internet. like the the Facebook <laughs> so or something. Reddit. And yeah, Doctor Coleman. What the fuck with that guy? He was just there. Why? He was just there. Then the script forgot he was there, and then apparently, like somehow, just because Kirk gave him access to Lester. Or less, you know what I mean. He also then just got to dick around in this big lab set that I'm sure they were really looking forward to using more in season four. Oops. I did also like. um, No, I didn't like. Oh. This is something that's that's the opposite, Jake. These are are different (laughs) thoughts. That the characters, Doctor Lester and Doctor Coleman, the character names are fucking me up because I I didn't know the characters enough. I don't know. I just I, I didn't know who was who. Mm. Like, I I still don't know. Who was Lester, the girl? Yes. Okay. Janice. 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 So, you have Boy Doctor, 
girl doctor. They should have just called them that. Um, <laughs> Go check in with boy doctor. Doctor vagina oh. to the brig, please. Yikes. But yeah, no, I wish they had just consistently called her by her first name. Or, or call I feel like they did call her Janice more often than not, but yeah, I, I can see where you're I was just from. confused the whole time. I actually am interested, like, because there was obviously, like, a romantic thing, right, between Janice and Dr. Oh, Coleman, yeah. so... Between was he like Coleman, okay. Well, right? I mean, don't you think? Yeah, I was, th- I was thinking between her and Kirk and how it must have gone terribly, terribly wrong, but go on. I'm just, like, curious. So, I worked on a show once where there was this line, and it was like, you know, it, in the future, everyone's just kind of casually bisexual, and we think that's nice. So, it's the 23rd century, or whatever, right? And... Coleman has been in love with this Janice Lester, but now Janice Lester has taken up residence, residence <laughs> in, in Captain Kirk's body. Is this a case of Coleman's love is so overshadowing everything that he's completely selfless and doesn't mind like letting go of the woman he loves? Or like, do we think they're going to stick together? Do you think their relationship could stand the test of time? Things that turned out differently? I mean, she's You crazy. mean the test of her being Kirk? Yeah. I mean, is there anyone who can resist the charms of James T. Kirk? Aside from Spock, apparently. The thing is, that isn't James Kirk. That's just his body. And the woman is a pro- is problematic because she's just insane to begin yeah. with. And she was like, I, see, maybe he had a thing for her, but I feel like oh, cats. Cats she was manipulating the shit out of Coleman. Oh, Probably. that's, that's oh, almost certainly like, yeah. she, she need she, she needs something from him. I don't think she would have given him two shits about him once their plan was completed. No, she'd have shot think, him on an arrow. I was going to say, you think he's going to get jettisoned? I mean, he's the one, he would be, oh, if God. her plan had worked, he would have been the only person that knew. who would knew. know who knew. <gasps> he so was totally I, going out an airlock. Yeah, no, he was getting stuffed into a torpedo and shot into space. And she, I, I mean, I feel like she really only needed him around until Kirk was killed. I will say, like, it's a shame in a way, because the idea is fascinating of of her sort of motivation being someone who has seen... Like, her potential squandered by the virtue of her gender. Yeah, I was confused. So, in Starfleet, they don't let women be captains? Not at that point, apparently. That seems, like, counterintuitive to their whole fucking structure. uh, Romulans are more progressive. I mean, the 60s... We've we've talked about before how, like, for all the show wanted to be kind of aggressive, it was still really sexist. Although, I would like to point out... (laughs) Cannon cannon alert, people! Cannon alert! Raise the cannon alarm! We have an incoming cannon alert! Um, In the... In the upcoming Star Trek Discovery series, there is a woman captain... And this is taking place supposedly ten years before I can original you, series. I can do you one better. Yes? In the already <laughs> existing Star Trek Enterprise, Captain of the USS Columbia NXO2 is a woman. Well, there you go. So they're... Cannon? Cannon? I bet you Janice Lester is just so sucky at her job that they just made up. Like, no, nope, probably what happened. She's, you can't it's be just like fucking uh, women. Finny. Yeah, she probably finnied. She probably flunked her way out of captain school and and was like, Finny. Why can't I made be Made up a this captain? whole thing. She didn't adjust one fucking nozzle and it was all over. But yes, I mean, in reality, though, you know, if we just take it as it was actually intended, which is just 60s sexist, that's a really good motivation for an antagonist and a sympathetic motivation. You know, one of like... Because you feel like if she had been able... If she wasn't so nuts and could have kept up the Kirk persona... Yeah. She probably actually would have been fairly able. 
I mean, I wonder. I, I wonder know. what this episode would have been like if she wasn't crazy, and if people just caught on just because she didn't do things the yeah little way. things were wrong. yeah. I, instead of, I certainly thought like, that like that always being like going this to be. is Captain Kirk here, yeah, Captain right, Kirk here, exactly, Captain Kirk yeah. to Enterprise. And Hello, was, Mr. Montgomery, and calling and calling Bones. Dr. McCoy. Uh, yeah. Like, he she, he never calls him Dr. McCoy. He calls him McCoy. Mm. But when they were speaking, he never would have said Dr. McCoy. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? So, it, like, I, I thought it was going to be, like, subtler things as well, like that. Yeah, but then they realized, you know, it's... But it didn't TV. matter, because even when she was behaving, and I was using she to refer to the woman in Kirk, you know, she was behaving so, not just un-Kirk-like, but... Uncaptain-like. Uncaptain-like, uncivilized, just acting yeah. like a total maniac. She seemed... And and the thing is, she could have been acting anyway. She could have stripped down to her skivvies and done a, the windmill. And, <laughs> and She's got and, one now. And, you know, you, you would still have, you know, McCoy being like, well, this charge checked out. It's definitely the captain. Well, it's not really... He did that, the wall it's, stairs. It's not that unusual, you know, for Kirk to windmill his dick around the bridge, I'm what sure. What is disconcerting, though, is that apparently, like... Every security officer on the Enterprise just gladly, mindlessly follows Kirk's orders. Uh, suddenly, the rise, uh, suddenly the rise of the Mirror Universe doesn't seem so unusual. It's because they're all going to die, they know. Yeah. I, I, wish, uh, I wish Eddie Pesky had still been around. It would be interesting to see Leslie do something in this one. Yeah. He actually somehow saves the day. What, what's also interesting, so we do we do the full checkup on Kirk because McCoy has doubts on what's going on with Kirk. Yep. He does the whole checkup on him, and then he does that weird emotional light show. So. Yeah. I watched... Are you going to make a nerd voice? No. Damn. I watched this on the DVD set I have, and the episode had optional pop-up text commentary from the Okudas. And, uh, the Yakuza? Uh, <laughs> the Okudas. Denise and Michael, they worked on... Did they start with TNG, Jake? Or I think they did work on the movies, I okay. know, but I'm not positive. But they're they're generally regarded as um, authorities on Star Trek. Uh, and they mentioned that apparently, they didn't get into strong detail, but that test that McCoy d- did was actually based on a uh, since-laughed-off-the-face-of-the-stage theory that the human skin could sense color. So this wow. was based on a real thing. Hmm. It but wasn't how, does, ju- how does that, I, that connect they, to your emotional again, they state of being? They didn't connect. They didn't get okay. into the full, Listen, full so it, It's don't. only right because in the pilot we had the ESP tests. Yeah. yeah. And we've come full circle. Now we have skin emotion tests. Yeah. And the, weir- the even weirder thing is that so she passes the test and somehow has the same readings that Kirk had. Yeah. Even though. I get the body is the same body and would still work the same way Kirk's body would. But she's she's got, got to at least have stress. Well, yeah. something, something, right? Something when, like different. Chris just said, it's total pseudoscience. Well, so it didn't didn't work. In that case, McCoy just ask him fucking questions. Yeah. And, and well, it was by the twenty third century, they figured out a way to make it work, Jake. He mm. got that. He got that thing off of Amazon, and he damn well he's going to use it. <laughs> it was funny. The pop up commentary even suggested things like, "What about this or that, or maybe that psycho tricorder?" Anyone remember that? Oh, that thing. Like that, even, that thing that McCoy used that one time when he just happened to be the ship's psychiatrist also? Also, the, the light again? panel, or no, the control panel for the light machine was the drinks dispenser from Trouble with Tribbles. Yeah. 
Mm. Very nice. We also don't use that fucking lie detector thing anymore. No, no. That would have been useful in every single episode. Yeah. You know what? A heartbeat microphone. (laughs) Yeah. We use that all the time. You know what? uh, Part of that scene I thought you were gonna like, Ames. What? When McCoy's like, "Don't put your shirt back on yet, Jim." (laughs) (laughs) No. I oh, was like, going holy yep. shit. <laughs> I think I elbowed Jake in the ribs like, what's going to happen? No. But sex. But yeah, that's also, that that little pop-up commentary was also how I knew that the communications officer was the woman from Shore Leave and oh, the other episode. I, say, I would never have recognized you know, I Martine, right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah that was her name. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the only reason I knew. I was going to bring that up at some point. And, um, and you have. I yeah. love that there's well, like pop-up video for Star Trek. I think pop, it was just that episode. Video. What like, the fuck? They should have done for all of them. I, I think it was that. one episode per set. I'll have to go back and see if season see, one and two. And you know what that is? That's, that's, that's the way I would like special features on a DVD. Just make everything in a mo- every movie a pop-up video. Mm. That would be fine. I don't want to watch like a separate documentary that's going to take half my life. Yeah. Give me some little pop-ups. You that's know, all. I had a... Um, Complete with I, washed-up I, I, 90s actors to save them. There was a, I don't know if they still do this, but when when Blu-ray first came out, they would do inset video commentary sometimes. I think the Blu-ray for Sunshine had that. Speaking of, okay, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to bring this up and I'm going to talk about it because I did a thing. My body's ready. I did, in preparation for this episode, I did a thing and I kind of regret it, but yet I don't. So this episode took its inspiration from a Thorn Smith novel from the 1930s. It's called Turnabout. I'm sorry, Thorn Smith? Yes. That's an amazing name. Is it one word or is it's it... Two, two words. The first name is Thorn, Thorn with E at the Thorn end? Thorn with an E at the end. Very nice. He should not have been an author. He should have been a private detective or with a, a porn name. Star. Or porn star. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Thorn Smith, so my I, new hero. Or a dildo manufacturer. Good work. Or a guy that made thorns for plants. You guys are you guys are really helping right now. Sorry. Yeah. So the the novel's called Turnabout. I read it. I read all of it. How long was it? Two hundred something page. Two hundred thirty. Well, not too bad. It could have been so much worse. I mean, uh, I appreciate what you've done for us, but I'm just saying. Did you also I, only start it like a couple days. A couple ago? days ago. Like you bombed through that. Oh bomb. yeah, it goes fast. It goes fast because it's basically a a farce. It's as farcically yeah. written. What are you laughing at? Farce. Sounds a little like farts. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this novel kind of was. <laughs> it was farcical, he would every, say. Every moment it had, it just went for the weirdest, stupidest thing it could think of. So it's about a man and a woman, a man and his wife, who are always at each other's throats, and they they say, well, I wish I could just switch bodies with you for one day, for, for you know, not even one day, just in general. Switch bodies with you, I'd show you how easy it is to be a woman, or how hard it is to be a man, or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then they have a magical little, little totem in their house that has a personality apparently and does it for them so the next day they wake up and they're in swapped bodies they have to like the woman goes to the man's advertising job makes an ass of himself the woman like has her weird lover man comes over and she (gasps) freaks him out Uh, oh shit (laughs) she ends up or you know she man in the wife's body ends up pregnant I'll skip ahead pregnant the man in the woman's body gives birth to a baby in a weird and upsetting scene, and right after, literally like the day after he gives birth to the child, the bodies switch back, so he wakes up and he's in the maternity ward, and the nurse comes in with the baby for feeding time, and the nurse says, how did a man get in here? 
Well, you must you must be the woman. You must have given birth to this baby because you're in here. Therefore, here's a baby. Nurse it. And the man says, I can't nurse this baby. I'm a man. I, I'm in this room because I gave birth to it, but I can't now because I'm a man again. And it gets it just keeps getting weirder and stupider until the nurse is like, no, well, well, you have to take this baby. And he tells her, why don't you nurse the baby? And she says, well, I can't. I don't know if this is a baby or at all. It might be a tiger for all I know. And it's like, what the fuck kind of nurse are you? And, if you and then the baby tell, turns into a tiger and kills everyone in the end. And it kind of trails off and ends around there. But it's like, what the actual fuck this movie? Okay. Well, it's, this also a, made a lot more sense in yeah, this book, at least. There's also a movie version of it. I didn't I didn't find Freaky the movie, Friday. but I found a scene of it. And it turned into a series, a very short-lived series in the 70s that lasted like six or seven episodes. The terrible the, animated was, intro. Ugh. What was the movie? Was, I think I want to say it was like early 90s movie where a kid and his dad... Yeah, Freaky Friday. No, no, Freaky Friday was That was Lindsay Lohan and no, Jamie no. Lee Curtis. No. Okay, so 1976 was Freaky Friday. What the hell was the Fred Savage one called? I think it was called Trade. No, Trading Places was like Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, yeah. yeah. But, oh, it was Fred Savage? Yeah. Okay. It was Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold. Vice versa. I would never uh, guess that. Okay. Vice versa. It was Freaky Friday, but with a father and a son instead of a mother and a daughter. And, like, they actually animated, like, the clothes. Like, they, that's all yeah. I remember about that movie. Yeah. So, so now we know, though, the origin of all those ridiculous body swap comedies was this regrettable novel, oh my which God. inspired this not as no, the, the, fairly the show, okay the episode. The show was pretty part. okay, because even though you know it, there's a little bit of weird misogyny in the episode, this book was nothing but misogyny. Mm. Um, Wait, I like Steve, the way they did it here. It was like the motivation for, for Lester was, was really interesting, it's just the execution was kind of poor, and... The fact that she was crazy didn't help. Yeah, like if she, I mean, she had to be at least a little crazy to be willing to kill so many people. Yeah, but she just. But she could have been crazy. Just a little crazy to kill her entire crew. She could have been crazy without being like crazy. I can't do that. She could have been crazy, like because she and Kirk had some kind of relationship. Yeah, screwed her over. The year that we were together was the only time I ever felt alive. Yes, that is what she said. That is what she said. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's when she was in the very opening. She hates him, so I don't know what that means. It's a weird love-hate thing. Her plan could have gone horribly wrong from the start. Yeah, no, it was not super well thought out. What if she couldn't have carried it out because she was still so in love with him? I mean, she couldn't kill him. There would have been no episode. Do you think she actually eventually succeeds in her plan? Well, she doesn't have the her. machine anymore. Well, n- she probably swaps with Coleman. And- no, she swaps with the guy who eventually becomes the captain of the Excelsior, the first captain. Because uh, remember, captain he's Bataan. doing his nails at one point too. That's true. It's and a subtle. His, and he's got his fancy baton, and he seems like kind of an asshole, like all women are. Well, I just meant Lester, but yeah. No, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that first of all, the fact that they're like, yeah, you take care of her, Coleman. What the fuck was that? This guy's a fucking. An accessory to murder, at the least. And also a debarred doctor by yeah. the Surgeon General yeah, exactly. of Starfleet. He got it's fucked hilarious. by the Surgeon General. He's been involved in this elaborate deception, an attempt to take over the Enterprise and murder Captain Kirk. And yet they're just like, yeah, yeah, you better look after, you better look after your woman, Coleman. Well, they're going to... getting a little uh, uppity here. They're going to go live on that, you know, criminally insane penal colony together with, yeah. um, you know... Garth of Igar. Garth of and the, all that. So. And, and his Orion girl. No, she's dead. She was blown up. Oh, yeah. Mm. Did Starfleet go back and make sure to destroy that body-switching machine? Because... Mm. I'm shocked. I don't know. Is there a TNG episode about it? You know better mm. than us. I'm shocked that... Uh, not, not the... There's definitely... 
body switching type episodes, but not of this not nature. Not like particular um, doodad. But I have to say, I, I'm shocked that we we got three seasons into this show before we had a, a like a legit body switch episode. It just seems like thank God it took that long. I actually generally yeah. Oh, I don't find like body either. swap stories tedious. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. I thought it was great that we got another Vulcans have secret hidden superpowers thing. Yeah. He was giving her a deep tissue massage and it made her jump out oh. of Kirk jump out of her and back into his no, own body. The best, the best new Klingon uh, Vulcan superpower is the judo ne- ne- Oh yeah. The, the oh I'm I'm the the fa- the faint the, the that fake I'm gonna, out I'm going to neck pinch you. Oh, you got my hand. Well, I got another one. I do Bitch. like though that for once, like the security guy was like, "Oh no, I know that shit." He just wasn't ready for the judo. Yeah, yeah he forgot pinch. that Spock had more than one hand—a mistake <laughs> that he will never make again. <laughs> uh, he's dead now. You know, and going back to that about the security guards, Jesus I was thinking, yeah, I mean, it is a little weird that the security guards just are all readily going along with this insanity. Readily? No, um, sorry. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm okay with it because here's the thing. Who do you think, who on the ship actually knows Captain Kirk personally? Anybody who was in that room who mutinied. Right, exactly. So the people who knew Captain Kirk and knew there was something wrong with him were Spock, McCoy, Scotty, Sulu, Chekhov. And And, random communication. And Uhura, if she had been there. Um, What the fuck? Well, except earlier on in the episode, remember, Spock and McCoy are, before he's even started to go really batshit... They're talking about the fact that, like, even the fact that he's just been a little weird since he got back has apparently already spread among the whole ship and is fucking with morale. Hmm. Oh, that's true. They did mention that. But at the same time, I just, I feel like if you're one of the top guys on the ship and you know the captain very well, you work with him a lot, you're going, and you're, you know, in some cases you're personal friends with him. Yeah. You're going to be more ready to believe that this, you know, woman has taken over his body and this story's all true versus the fucking schlubs down in Sector 7G who have... Who aren't paid enough to... Yeah, they're just like, oh, the captain ordered me to beat this woman, so I guess I do that now. And there should have been ways that they could have proven it better in that stupid court-martial nonsense. Because Spock gets them to say, okay, bring Lester in here and she'll tell you. What they should have just done, because for some reason they don't trust Spock enough with his testimony about the the mind meld. Yeah, A, Spock wouldn't lie about this shit. Like Vulcans even, can't lie, people think, even though they're wrong. Oh, he certainly, he wouldn't lie about this. He doesn't want to be in command, so no. fuck that noise. Do you love that every time? They're like, oh, you just want to be in charge. And he's like, no, I literally could would no, rather he's do miser- nothing. We've seen him in charge. It's always a mistake. He hates it. It's bad. Like, why not just have, like, put Kirk in one room, put, put Lester in another room, and ask them both the same questions and see which one of them gets them right. And then you know, and then it's done. Act, that, that was actually one of the other things the little pop-up had suggested. <laughs> Just ask Lester what the beam-up code had been. Yes, oh, I was thinking about that beam-up code because it didn't come back ever again. Yeah, you know, it was Spock, only used once. Spock sort of ends that line when he says, when she, you know, when 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 Kirk as Lester says to, yeah, says, oh, you know, remember the the the, uh, the Tholian web incident? Mm. Da, 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 da. And Spock's like, oh, well, that stuff's all been recorded. You could have learned that. What, what did I have for breakfast today? What he could have done is gone and asked those same questions, even perhaps even referencing those same events. Yeah. Go ask Kirk, the the the, the body of Kirk, mm. and see if he knew them. Well, plus, I mean, at the very least, even if the main 
events. I, I love that fucking apparently every Starfleet mission just any schmuck can look up. Great security, guys. But, like, surely the minutiae weren't recorded for the public record, right. you know? You know, what What? What? What did my suit smell like when you finally beamed me back on board and we got the helmet off? Mm-hmm. Every time Kirk violated the Prime Tacos. Directive, definitely not in the books, <laughs> I would guess. Yeah, I wonder if they recorded that he knocked up Miramani. <laughs> oh. uh, he was so happy. It was the only time he ever felt alive. <clears throat> It was refreshing, too, to see someone that he had fucked who did not fall for the magic cock. Yeah, because they would all have sour grapes. He loved and left everyone. Nobody would be like, oh, it was so nice when you left me. I do feel like... Two years, three months, and an odd number of days ago. The problem, ultimately, is that I do feel like the show tries to imply, and this is one of the other failings in the characterization of Lester, is that... It was, despite, it was actually her fault that everything fell apart, but she blames him. Because Kirk, as Lester, talks about how, you know, the the relationship was awful because she so hated her own womanhood or something. And, uh, yeah, that was during the shouting match. It was easy to miss. So I think the show was trying to sort of lay the blame at her feet, and I think it would have been better if they just admitted, like, yeah, Kirk, Kirk fucked this one up. Kirk was a man whore yeah, all the time. And, and this time it blew up in his face. It, you know, that, that's another thing that maybe would have helped make it a little a little better. Because I think if, if, if not for the sort of poor characterization of Lester, it maybe could have been one of the really good ones. Yeah. The mu- all the mutiny stuff was was really neat. I was watching uh, the Scotty and uh, Dr. McCoy conversation in that quarter. Great scene. I could tell Scotty had been waiting to mutiny all his fucking life. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's interesting because I saw that and thought, like, wow, I now wish they had given McCoy and Scotty more... Scenes quietly together like this. Oh, it's They've funny. got a really I've... good rapport. Yeah, yeah. which we I've don't been... ever get to see. I've been reading the uh, bo- bo- a book that was printed between seasons two and three called The Making of Star Trek, mm-hmm. and they has little character descriptions of everybody, and they talk about uh, Scotty and McCoy as being like the best of friends on the Enterprise. <laughs> Uh, because they also both like a drink. Just gonna say drinking buddies. Drinking buddies, basically. They're the best of friends, but they can never remember it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, wow, we don't we don't see an awful lot of that in the show. No, I mean, like I was saying, I think the the next time we just sort of see them hanging around together alone is Star Trek Four when they're trying to get transparent aluminum. I mean, whatever from uh, whales. They're trying to get the plexiglass, but we'll get to that when we get to Star Trek yeah, Four, which is really soon. That's true, actually. Yeah, so we're we're done with TOS. I had a funny note on this episode. So as the episode that rounded off the whole series, it was supposed to air uh, in March of 1969, but Eisenhower had just died, mm. so they had to postpone because they were doing all this coverage of uh, Eisenhower and funeral and whatever uh. else. So they po- postponed it for like. Two or, a while. Th- two or three months. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, at least two months until June. And they've had it the, for the first and only time in like a Tuesday, e- like early evening slot. Yeah, see, the, 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 the commentaries that I was... tomorrow, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, the third? Yeah. yeah. So, so there you go now, everyone listening. You, you know when we've recorded. But um, yeah, the, the pop-up did say it premiered on June 2nd, the 3rd. And I was just like, that's a weird date. But they didn't explain why it was so late. So it's mm. good to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole third season was fucked was anyway. Tablet, True. Right? Yeah, so they, <laughs> they they had cut budgets to the point that, it, like, their ratings dropped way down. Yeah. And Which, again, it was a shame. to me is shocking because, well, I know we're going to talk about this in a minute. Yeah. 
But I felt like three was actually better than I expected and better than I had heard. It had yielded a lot of great stuff. Yeah, Yeah. it was the only season that had a gem. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. It's true. I liked that episode a lot. Good episode. Yeah, gem was cool. In spite of its absolutely non-existence. So, did we have any thoughts? More thoughts specifically on this one, or should we move to the larger... I mean, obviously, since we're going to be doing a larger discussion, we can come back to things, but should we segue into opening the floodgates? I would love to open Let's floodgates. open those floodgates. We'll be joined here by the White Cat. Hey, White Cat. White so, Cat's here. something I had said off-air a few weeks ago, uh, and I'll say now, is I remember going into this, you know, having not... I mean, I'd never seen this episode. Turnabout Intruder. Turnabout Intruder. And going in, there were a lot of episodes I maybe hadn't seen or hadn't seen in so long. They were intensely vague. But I remember, you know, there's the Futurama episode, which we are going to watch sooner than later now, where no fan has gone before, where Fry is trying to get uh, Nimoy to talk about Star Trek. He's like, you know, 80 episodes, about 30 good ones. And I thought, ah, that's a bit harsh. And it's like, yeah, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) I'd maybe up it to 40. (laughs) Half of them, half of them are good. I mean, I'd, I'd say, like, if we're talking genuinely good, like, honestly, 30 to 40 might be an honest number. I don't even know. I mean, that's, that, I even think that's being a little generous. Yeah. I mean, I... When I, I th- think 30 is fair for good. Yes, yeah, and then between meh and bad, you get the other Yeah, there's a lot of 50. meh. Like, my, my meh pile was very thick. Oh, yes. And, so, then, like, and then bad, like, you know when it's bad. Yeah, I mean, but without even trying, I came up with 16 good ones. Mm-hmm. And that was one that I thought could make it into my top five. There were others, like, I liked that, but I know it's not top five, so I'm not even right. So I probably could come up with 30 pretty easily, which is why I think maybe I could even get it a little higher. But here's the thing. For me, I I feel like we'd be grading... I'd I'd be grading on a curve. Mm. um, Because I would be... For this show, yes, there are probably... 30 good episodes, but, you know, I think the thing that that this has sort of made very clear to me is that that the original series is, you know, for a lot of people, that is Star Trek, and I think that's wonderful, I think that's good, but for me, I look at this as being a foundational step. It's the first draft. It's the first draft, and... Yeah, you wonder what they would have done with extra seasons. And like, or even ep- extra episodes of this season. And, and I feel like we will, with TNG in particular, we will see early on there's a lot of weak episodes. The early seasons of TNG possibly have a lower success rate than TOS. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wonder how they were able to stay on like, if well, that just, was the case. Because it was still a popular show. And I mean, Patrick Stewart popular. is a god. And, like, and to be honest, I feel that... TNG really didn't come too much into its own strongly until Roddenberry kind of stepped away and we kind of lose, you know, like DC Fontana left. You know, a lot of the people that were on the original series that were on TNG started to leave and, and New Blood came in and the show really picked up. Hmm. Watching this, you know, it's got a lot of shades of, of that that... Roddenberry, as visionary as he was, and as, as all the stuff that he did, all this his contribution with cre- with creating a Star Trek is wonderful. But he's not that good a fucking writer. It's kind of like George Lucas. He's kind of George Lucasy in that way. It's like you got to give him props as as being the the guy that, that created all this. But at the end yeah, of the day, he was the universe and the basic idea and bringing together the talent pool he brought together to create TOS, which did lead to some huge classics of science fiction television. Yeah. But I mean, you know, let's be honest, even with the movies, like, the ones he had less control over were better ones. Yes. 
Star Trek II, still widely regarded as one of the best Trek movies, Nicholas Meyer knew shit about Star Trek. Yeah. You know, he came in and he was like, part of the reason they did Wrath of Khan was because he was like, all right, I'm going to do Star Trek. They didn't really know what they were doing with it, but they knew they wanted him to, like, help write and direct it. Yeah, I like this Khan character. Let's go that way. Exactly. He basically sat down, watched TOS, and said, I want to know what happened with that. That's a good way to do it. And the thing is, they end that episode literally with, like, it will be interesting to see what fruit, you know, is is born from the seeds you planted today or whatever the fuck he says. space seed. Yeah. And then he fucks up the optimism, which yeah. admittedly does go against sort of the whole Star Trek optimism thing. But, but you know that, what? Star Trek... Uh, I mean, it's a debate I mean, that I, comes I, up yeah, time and I'll again, especially when Should they be DS optimistic or what? It's just like, it, it's, it's... I would classify Star Trek optimism at its best as being cautious optimism. Yeah. That we can... Oh, everything's... You know, humanity can do great things and, and we can be peaceful and, and, you know, things will be okay and te- there'll be this technological or whatever, whatever, whatever. But it can and does get fucked up. Yeah, and I think is, you can be an optimist even if things have gone wrong, you know? Like, yeah, all right, the space seed thing didn't work out, but we're not going to immediately let our entire worldview be shattered because of it. If anything, the optimism is stronger because yeah. even when shit sucks you think no you know what it can still get better when um this this is something that will probably come up when we do get close to tng but and i'll see if i can dig it up somewhere but somewhere i I, online or something i found like a memo that was sent to the writers by roddenberry sort of like a like a like a production part as part of the production bible for tng when they were just doing the first season and it, it had some like ridiculous things like oh you know there's no interpersonal conflict between the between the characters and it's like but so many of the stories never leave the fucking ship. How are you then going to have any conflict? There's no... Yeah, I mean, basically... But Roddenberry didn't want there to be... He wanted there to be no... That there's never any conflict. That's a terrible idea. So there are no, no breakups in the future, then. There's there's just... There's no drama and no in the future. You can't do a show... And I think that's ultimately what people are saying. The writers are like, listen, we can't write drama if we're not allowed to write drama. Yeah. So let's not... Let's mm. fire the old man and make a better show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fire the old but again, man. he did set, like we're saying, some very important groundwork. Absolutely. Did some very important things. You know, he deserves to be remembered positively, as does George Lucas, frankly. Yeah, of course. Well, we remember, we, I remember George every day. Yeah. May he rest in peace. <laughs> I just want to isolate that on the horrifying off chance if between now and when we post this. Oh, God. You will have killed George Lucas, just so it's clear. But yeah, no, I mean, overall, though, I did like a lot of it. There was a lot that I was like, it was fine. There weren't too many, for me, major clunkers. In retrospect, I know those of you who listen to all of these might go, what? But certain ones are... I had at least 30 clunkers. ...are remembered either more fondly or at least in relation to their later eviler cousins, suddenly it's like... Why, why did I hate this one so much? I mean, I'd still probably never well, watch it again, but it doesn't seem as bad That could anymore. also just be because your memory isn't very good. I mean, Maybe. yeah, uh, sure. Okay. Before we start, though, I just want to, and I know I already said this to you, but okay. I, I have, or to both of you, or to all of you, I don't know, to some of you, I have two things that I suspect will happen with this with these episodes. With, boy, mm-hmm. with our list. Down. So they'll overlap? Um, yes. There'll I, be some overlap, I know. I believe... That everyone will have put Assignment Earth on their worst list, 
and that everyone will have put for the world is hollow and I have touched the sky on their best list. We'll that, find out. That is my... That's that your is, prediction? That's my prediction. All right. All right, who wants to start? Jake does. Jake, Jake does. does. Oh, I can't with one hand. All right. Um, my number five, my fifth worst episode of Star Trek The Original <sighs> Series, The Apple. Oh, the apple. oh shit! That the one just got bumped evolved. for me. You know what's upset? What's upsetting about the apple for me? So in our in our fanfics, um, I picked uh, Yeoman Martha Landon, who was yeah. in the apple. So recently, whilst working on my fanfic, I had to rewatch the oh. apple oh, to remember stuff she did. Oh, oh I'm you so poor sorry. Bastard. Yeah, it's as bad as you remember. Good. Landon's good though. She's good. Yeah, no, I remember, she, I remember her being the only good part. Yep, she was pretty much the only good part. Everything else was really upsetting. Okay, so number four. Yeah. The enema within. You really, really? hate that. That's one. right. You do hate that. that one. Is, Jake that really is, hates that. Wait, one. is that Rapey Kirk? That's yeah. Rapey Kirk. Yeah, that's Whoa. double Kirk. That is double Kirk. Touch I hate, I really, Kirk. And you, you know, hated Rapey Kirk. You, now that I think of it, you did. You really didn't. I think that was our first actively hated by any of us episode. Yeah, I really fact. do not care for that episode. It makes number four on my list. Man. <laughs> and I mean, that that's was, a I mean, a lot of people will disagree with me because I know a lot of people. That's like considered that one of the big ones. Yeah, I really don't like yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's fair though. Quality on that episode, I think, is. Sulu heating up some rocks. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Enemy Within made my top 30. That is... Oh. You were wrong. Because I, I rank them all because I'm a crazy person and like yeah. ranking things. Okay. And number three. Maybe... Number three. Number three. Number three. Any guesses? Mm, no. Go on. Let that be your last battlefield. Croc. Croc. Yes. The Paradise Syndrome. Paradise Syndrome almost made my list, mm. but it ended up being, I think, number six. So, wow. fuck, I forgot all about that. One. Yeah, that one's way That's down. That's how bad that it is. That one's actually way down for me. Um. Oh wait, I have a guess for your number two. What is oh. it? Or is it your number one? <gasps> fuck. A Blinken. One of your remaining two might be Space Nazis. Jake loves space Nazis. Not as much as Spock, but <laughs> um, I'll talk. We'll talk about space Nazis, but it is not my number two because my number two is the Omega Glory. Oh, that one's so bad. Pretty awesome. Which one was that again? Uh, e Plagnista. E Plagnista. With cloud, the, 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 cloud the Yangs and the cones. Yeah. That one. Also... Did I sleep through that episode? No, that's the one where they, where they start uh, t- t- uh, dis- dictating the preamble to the Constitution. Oh, yeah, that, that one sucks. That one that also one. almost made my top five. Because mm. you hate a parallel... Uh... I despise a parallel development, yeah. but ultimately it was what kept it... It's probably in the top ten still, mm. but what kept it out of the top five was the guy who played the crazy captain. He was so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was actually pretty good. The, there, yeah. Captain Tracy. I he think. was Tracy? Okay. I think he was. Because um, he was also Van Gelder. He was good. He was, he was a good actor. And my number one <gasps> worst episode... Star Trek, the original series, not to disappoint Caitlin. Disappointed. Oh. Because I won't disappoint Caitlin because it's a Simon Earth! Oh. Yay! Uh, yeah, Simon Earth. What a yeah. fucking yeah. pile of Simon shit Earth. that was. That's so my number one. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and so I do have to give an honorable mention to Patterns of Force because it didn't, although it didn't make my, my bottom five, still a pretty bad episode, but it's not, it's not really a bad episode, it's just a bad premise it's just an upsetting yeah. it's yeah. A, it's another fucking it's not even parallel development but it's 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 putting it's earth just, development it's just on another planet do, it's just they they wanted to do nazis so they got to do nazis and that's fine everyone gets a chance to do nazis that's great 
But yeah. it just felt it felt unnecessary. It felt too on the nose, and yeah. uh, I was uh, none too impressed. Wow, I don't. I have much overlap. I have less overlap with you than I thought I would. Yeah. Interesting. This was fun. I'm glad I got to go first because uh, <laughs> you might convince me to change change my list. There's no changing. Uh, it's over. I almost well, feel like it's final. I should go next. You should go last. I should go last. Because you did the most thorough job of any of us. And we should. Right. You yeah, were going to ask if we could post that online, and I think yeah. we absolutely should. Whole, oh, just so uh, our listeners know. I might know, rethink a couple of them. But okay. So our listeners know she has every episode color coded, color coded, and ranked. Yep. It's a thing of beauty, and I feel lazy. So yeah. you it's know a, that, a, that, her, that her bottom, that her her whole list is going to be. You're going to talk are, about my these, bottom. These are yeah. These are objective measurements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, they're all based on how much screen time McCoy has. Yes. <laughs> Which is a shame because it would would have put um well, where no man has done, gone before at the bottom because he's not in that one. That's true. But I like that episode. It's a good episode. So Chris or Caitlin, who wants to go next? You go next. Me? Mm-hmm. Go, Caitlin. Go. I want to hear these. These are going to be fun. The fifth worst. Fourth runner-up for worst episode was Cat's Paw. Huh. Mm. I fucking hated that you episode. You did. I hated everything about that episode. The only thing, the only redeeming quality about that episode was when they made the cat really huge. <laughs> you know? And run through a When they house. actually the made the cat models. huge. Yeah. You know? Well, the cat was gigantic. Uh, it was great. But I just thought that episode was absolute fucking nonsense and I hated it. Oh my god, yeah. That fucking Sylvia in her clown uh, costume. Yeah, yeah, no, that was ISIS. Yeah. yeah. You didn't like their little uh, marionettes. Little marionettes. Those are cute. Those were cute. They're all right. Fine. Two redeeming qualities. <laughs> After that, let that be your last battlefield. Ooh. I really hated it. That I thought for sure world. that it was going to be good because, like, he's oh, I'm black on my right side, and well, he is, you know, whatever. I thought for sure it would be good because it's like this infamous thing. It turns out it's infamous because it sucks. <laughs> and also now having you know more evidence of which way Frank Gorshin dresses, which <laughs> side he dresses on. Like in case the Riddler wasn't enough, now we know. Yeah. Uh, so then, third worst or second runner up would be Spock's brain. Hmm. Fucking hated Spock's okay, brain. Okay, it made it made wow. it made a list. Yeah, because it I, is famously bad. I really didn't care for it. I thought it was boring. I felt bad for Leonard Nimoy. I felt bad for myself for having to watch it. Like, that was crap. First runner-up or second worst, I put And the Children Shall Lead. (laughs) Boy, did I fucking hate that episode. I like that I have, like, nothing of substance to say except I just hated that episode. But, like, (laughs) I didn't like the episode. I didn't like hologram, angel, daddy, whatever the fuck. I didn't like how, like, what dick fucks they were about their parents being dead. I didn't like there being children anywhere near yeah. this show, uh, which I, I know would make you think that Mary should have been on my list, and believe me, it was close. But yeah, I hated in the children shall leave. Like They did leave eventually, yes. God, lead, lead, lead. <laughs> yeah. And the children shall leave. That was a pretty good Freudian slip, actually. That's a Freudian slip right there. And, uh... <laughs> Obviously, number one, Assignment Earth. Yep. What the fuck was even happening? Why did that Not ha- Star Trek. Why did that happen? Yeah. Why did Terry Gar do such a bad job acting? Oof. So Why bad. did they try to shoehorn the Enterprise crew into this episode? Why was, you know, Spock, who is always like, oh, logic, 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 suddenly like, intuition, intuition, intuition. Like, I just... But Spock's hats in that episode. The good hats. He had some killer hats. Good hats. Man, so both of your, your bottom fives have the kitty cats in them. I know, it's so, kind un- of so unlike me, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, man. Mm. Harsh. Um, well, you know, the rules weren't probably very strict about how you had to treat animals back then, so honestly, it's probably one more reason to hate them, frankly. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I mean, interestingly, you know, although we only really overlapped on that, I don't disagree with any of your episodes, honestly. They're all 
They're all hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> the funny thing is, I actually I didn't hate Spock's brain. I, so I, the thing is, I'd had a... The premise is interesting. I, I feel like... A planet I'm, that needs to be run by something. Yeah, else, yeah. And I may have said this on the episode, but it had been built up for me for so long as so bad that, like, yeah, it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. Again, though, it got a pass hard because Assignment Earth immediately preceded it. That's but even true. I think if it weren't for that, we all would have been like... That's a very good point. I don't know, because I mean, even thinking about it now, later with the whole series done, I'm still just like... There were there's, worse. There's so much worse still. What was the other one? What was the one with the web? And Dolian the web? The Tholian web. Tholian web. Fucking hated that. That was up there for me as well. Oh yeah, the, Again, you can't decide if Spock and McCoy like each other yeah, or hate each other. Yeah, that one didn't make my top five, but it, it is surprisingly overrated for one that's considered a big oh, I classic. I hated it. It was only a classic because like the graphic was good. For the time, that but was everything else good. was yeah. terrible. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, Mary again, obviously hated Mary. I didn't hate the apple as much as either of you, because I'm pretty sure it's probably on Chris's list, too. I could be wrong. Maybe it was edged out. We'll find out. Uh-huh. But, I mean, the apple wasn't good, either. But, like, it wasn't... I didn't hate it as much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, so those are my, my worst five. Alright, my bottom five. The Savage Curtain. Yup. Oh, that was mm-hmm. hey Blinken. Hey Did you say Hey Blinken? <laughs> you know, that one probably would have been on my list if I hadn't slept through it. <laughs> you missed nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad it was. Number four, bread and circuses. Mm. Oh yeah. It was yeah. a tough call between that and Omega Glory for my which parallel development did I hate more thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they both had the same thing, even though I despise the parallel development thing. And you do. You yep. Do. Omega Glory had Captain Tracy. Bread and Circuses had that wonderful smarmy fuck. So at the end of the day, it came down to which stupid ending did I find more enraging? <laughs> and at the end of the day, Jesus is out in space now, edged out Eplanista or whatever. That's so that's why Bread and Circuses made it in, in Omega Glory didn't. Oh, see, Bread and Circuses for, Bread and Circuses for me it? got so many extra points for that Spock that McCoy scene. in the cell. That I was just going to say, wasn't that scene? That, so that, that, good. that scene is amazing, They're which shows beautiful. how much I really fucking hated the ending. I can't hate anything that has that much Spock McCoy beauty I don't even it. remember the ending anymore. Jesus in Space... They they realized that when everyone was talking about the sun, it, they weren't sun worshippers. Oh, they yeah. were Ahura. Ahura was there to be the good church goer and explain it to him. Jesus. Oh, that's absurd. It makes me angry again just thinking about it. So yes, definitely worse than Omega Glory. Because I think about the Omega Glory ending and I just roll my eyes and shit myself a little. <laughs> this one still makes me actively <laughs> mad. Honestly, isn't that much different from times when he isn't thinking about it? Omega, Omega Glory. Glory, if we had a top ten list, Omega Glory probably on it. Mm. But top five, bread and circuses. Wow. It's fucking space Jesus. Number three, the apple. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Mm-hmm. Number two, assignment Earth. Of course. Ooh. Holy shit, so you are saying that there's something worse than assignment Earth. And Chris is a Does anybody want to place a bet on what, what this it? might be? I want to, do you have any thoughts? Ooh. I spied his list, so I know. Jake's seen oh, it. Oh, you've seen it. It, it might be the, if it's the same as mine, I'll be I'll be consoled, but I'll I'll let you say. Let that be your last battlefield. Oh yeah, that one. Oh, sick. I said that one. That's it's awful. my number one, one because oh, so not only is it a bad episode, but I am extra annoyed by the fact that really, like I said in the episode, like part of the conclusion seems to be racists 
and anti-racists are equally bad. And it's just like, I'm sorry, what? Backtrack, what? Because <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, at the end of the day, it turns into a huge civil war that destroys their society. And it's like, I get what you're going for. That, that you know, if we don't sit and talk to each other rationally, it's going to destroy us all. But it really just ends up coming off as, because it's such a poorly written episode, as, you know, it kind of ends up feeling like part of the message is just, you know, if the inferior guys had just you know, stayed in their place, this war never would have happened. It, it feels that way. And again, I don't think that was their point. Oof. But the episode was so, so, so badly made, it kind of felt that way. Mm. So fuck that episode forever for, like, kind of being sympathetic unintentionally to racists. You know what that episode Fair. needed? That guy from the Sneetches cartoon yeah. show up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch around the stars upon the yeah. Or just make them also their gray. Or They're just all gray people Or now. Mork. There's an episode. From Mork and Mindy? There's an episode. I'm. This was years ago, so I might be misremembering it, but Mork accidentally joins the clan. <laughs> Whoa. Like, as in the Ku Klux Klan? I forget if it was actually the clan or a thinly veiled parody, but the idea is he just meets these people. <laughs> thinly veiled. <laughs> he meets these Instead people at, like, a party or something, and they all seem really nice, and they like him because he's white. And he gets <laughs> on. <laughs> And they get on really well, but then, it, you know, that's because it's just a normal party, but they don't talk about being awful. And then eventually, you know, Mindy's like, uh, Mork, I think you joined the clan. And Mork's like, what's the clan? And she explains racism, and he's horrified. And if I recall properly, it ends with them at a party. And again, if they weren't literally the clan, they were a parody and had, like, hoods. It ended with Mork using his space powers to turn them, like, purple and polka-dotted and all these wacky circus colors uh, to help make a, a point via comedy and... Severe cosmetic alteration. Good work, Mark. I, again, this was years ago. I might be misremembering it, but I do distinctly remember the end with like the people taking their hoods off and having ludicrous, you know, skin tones humans can't See, have. Those weren't polka dots. Those were some kind of outer space measles, and he killed them all. Hopefully, one hopefully. can help. Yeah, so, is that, there's a very similar episode of the Andy Griffith Show. Really? Yeah. Opie joins the clan. Okay, you're kidding. It took me. Ames? Welcome to Jake. Uh, welcome to my, my bottom five. I, I will not disappoint. Number number five on the bottom five, fucking Miri. Fucking Fuck Miri. you, Miri. I hate you so much. I can't I can't even forgive you and let you be number six or something just because you have to. I have to tell you how much I hate you. And it's it's not that, you know, the premise could be interesting, but, and, and child actors aren't always bad. There have been a couple okay ones. All of these were miserable. All of them were very upsetting. And bonk, bonk on the head. Bonk, bonk on the head. Nya, 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 nya for fucking half an hour. No. <laughs> can't fucking do it. Mary. You're wrong. You're just plain wrong. Nya, 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 for half a fucking hour. <laughs> this is the song that... Oh, no, you're cruel and unusual. I'm that. pretty cruel. Uh, number four, I have agreed with, I think Chris put it on his list, The Savage Curtain was also really bad. Mm -hmm. Very bad. bad. It was just pointlessly bad. I don't know why it was there. It's stupid. Stupid Uh, episode. Number three, uh, Reappearance of the Omega Glory, Mm -hmm. also terribly bad. Bad episode. I I, I will still say it's better, it's it's worse than uh, Bread and Circuses, because Bread and Circuses has that redeeming moment. Mm. Mm. Number four, Caitlin, you win! Assignment Earth! Yay! Because it's not Star Trek. It's not even Star Trek. No. Why Why did you make this? Why did you allow this why to happen? Why am I have this? <laughs> and my number one hated episode is Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. Hey. Oh, two number one spots for Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. It's so bad. And the, and the thing that I hate about Let That Be Your ba- Last Battlefield is that they just pack it full of 
probably 35 minutes of filler. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, there's five minutes of, of episode and half an hour of running down hallways with footage of <laughs> destruction. Which I really wanted to be better. Ah, oh, no. I wanted that to be good. Like, yeah. I like that running idea. running down hallways? No, idea? not the hallway. Just the, the flashing of the destruction. Like, I liked that idea. Oh, I don't but, know. But, like, it didn't, wasn't done well. No, it wasn't done well. Like, I, I'm, I'm having trouble picturing how that could have even worked. I don't worked. know. I just, I really wanted to think it was clever. Well, the problem was sad. that the episode would have run 20 minutes long, and they were like, oh, God, what do we do? <laughs> uh, pack it with something. Pack it with Shatner making faces for some reason. That would have been yes. better. Yeah. yeah. He's so, a mime yeah. again. There we go. I will say the apple just got edged out of my top five by the Savage Curtain from the other week. So, That's fair. So there you go. So I, it's interesting because, I mean, I think, what? We had a couple overlaps. <laughs> okay, there it is. I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I knew Shore Leave wasn't going to be far from your. The, uh, the infamous season oh, three. Oh, Shore Leave, yeah, and, and the children's show. Leave. Yeah. How horrible. many season threes did we have between the four of us in our top bottom five? Because I've got. Oh, I forget. Five between the three of us. Five, five unique season three episodes between the four of us, yeah. Oh, good. So season three, according to us anyway, better than people think. Well, I have, I think I I mentioned this to Caitlin too, my top five has way more season threes in in it than there should be. And I'm trying, I'm trying to wonder to myself, like, is that because I saw them more recently and thus I'm remembering them better than the ones from like season one that I still think of fondly. But there were just a lot in season three that I really liked. Looking at that chart, I don't think you you were uh, half-assing this. (laughs) I mean, it's subjective is the thing. Like, all of it is like, I, I could remember, like, one thing. I almost forgot which one one of the episodes was and gave it a shit rating and then realized later, wait a minute, what was that? I mean, that's the thing, though. With television, it's the impression that sticks that's mm. kind of important. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Now, let's start with the... With the yeah, the top, top five. five. Top. All right, my top five, and I love I love my top five. My top five are, are ones that I am very fond of. So my number five, and this one was, was hard, so it was between Charlie X and this one, and I picked The Naked Time just because I love mm. it. I love it so much. I love the Spock acting in The Naked Time when mm-hmm. he has his meltdown. Yep. And I love Sulu because Sulu's amazing. Yep. Like, Naked Time is, is just so... Perfect. Which I think is so funny, because I think of that as being, like, one of the funnest episodes, and you famously do not usually like fun. See, I I think it's it's fun done in a way that's clever. I love clever. Well, that's I hate, like, I hate, like, you know, fucking farces, like that fucking novel I just read. <laughs> that's fucking bullshit. But I love, like, interesting, clever humor. Mm-hmm. And this stuff had a lot of that. So that's, so thank you, The Naked Time. You are fantastic. Uh, number four was for me was the Enterprise incident where we meet Romulan Commander Lady, mm-hmm. and she oh, has her boner for Spock. Which is a good one. <laughs> a good boner. A good boner for Spock. <laughs> number three. Three. I, I re- recently rewatched this one just to make sure I, I loved it as much as I do, and I do. Is Return to Tomorrow the one with a uh, Sargon and okay. and his his folk living in their orbs, taking over bodies? That one's. Just such a it's a it's a good premise to me. It's oh, very it, smart. Is that the one where um the bad guy takes over Spock yeah. and shit? That's a good one. That yeah. one came very close to making my top five, but didn't quite. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I think it's just well written. Yeah, and, no, it's a really good one. And I also just, apparently I really love what's your fucking name, lady who plays Pulaski. Yeah, uh, Diana Moldar. Yeah. yeah. Apparently I really love Diana Moldar because my number two is is there in truth no beauty. Also starring Diana Moldar. It's a great episode, too. Great episode. Oh, my God. With, with, with um, what's his name? Kalos, the ugly Medusin. alien. Yeah, the Medusin. So cool. He's very neat. And it gets Spock. A lot of my, the ones I really like have Spock 
as other characters than mm-hmm. than Spock as Nimoy as other characters than Spock because it lets him do fucking cool stuff. Yeah, which I think is is great because otherwise he's stuck being a Vulcan all the time. Mm-hmm. And my number one, as as Caitlin has already alluded, because of course it is, is for the world is hollow and I have touched the sky. I love that episode. So it's a good, good. Episode. and it's not just good because it has McCoy front and center. Having lady friends. But that helps. It's it just, doesn't it's hurt. It's just really well done. You know, I, we talked about it at the time. It was a surprisingly just good episode yeah. on its own merits. I, yeah. I, al- I almost feel like, and I wonder if that, that edge of surprise doesn't give it all that extra boosts. Mm. Like, you want to root for because it it's like, wow, I didn't know you'd be so good, and you're really good. Yeah, maybe. Whereas, like, ones like, like, City on the Edge of Forever could easily have been in my top five because it's a good episode, but I had expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I don't know about anyone else, I mean, I kind of wonder how much I was trying purposely to avoid the obvious ones, but then again, I've got at least one obvious one in there, so maybe not. Yeah. So mine has three, season three episodes in it, and then Ooh. one from two and one from one. Well, so, very good. I'm weird like that, I guess. <laughs> I think I have three from three as well. Three's, really? Oh, I think so, yeah. I think three's a better season than it gets credit for. Yeah. So for me... Yeah. I think I'm probably going to have one that no one else will. Ooh. I mean, I think in general, it's, I said, I'm willing to bet our, our favorites will overlap less, but I think this one might catch people a little off guard, just because The Cage. I do like The Cage. I was actually, I was considering putting The Cage in my oh, okay. Remind me which one The Cage is? The original pilot with Captain Pike. Oh, no, I think The Cage, and, no, I don't like see, The Cage. I like the, what are they fucking called? Telosians. The yeah, the Telosians. I like the Telosians. I think they're cool. I, I just like this... It's still, you know, in many ways recognizable as Star Trek and a lot of the foundations there, but it's interesting to see this slightly broodier version. Well, I, yeah, I mean, to, for me, I mean, it's almost, the cage to me is almost a lot like later Trek. Mm. You know? If this were a TNG episode, I wouldn't doubt for a second. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you could totally see this this exact scenario happening in TNG. Hmm. Yeah. And you would bat an eye. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I the cage really stuck with me. I really liked it, and I gotta admit, I kind of like the more muted paint job for the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I like, like that. That's what you're you're basing your vote on. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. That's just I, I like episode aside. Think about the aesthetics. I kind of like the original version of the bridge better. I do, however, prefer the uniforms they will later have. I don't like the just beige and blue. Thank God they put in the red uniforms. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they need to put the red all over well, the Well, if bridge. the whole set was beige and then all their clothes were beige, it would have been a pretty beige Yeah, show. yeah. But you know what else you must have loved? The women! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that somehow. Classic Star Trek yeah. moment. I also, I don't know, I also have a soft spot for those ridiculous science fiction sparkly away jackets. Mm. You know me, I'm the aesthetics asshole. <laughs> so moving on. Not quite up high, but For the World is Hollow. And I touch the sky is my number four. I love it. So good. It's genuinely good. Number three, a piece of the action. (laughs) Oh, no. I adored that episode. You remember watching with me. I think it was like in stitches almost the whole time. It It is so fun. Kirk and Spock trying to be old timey gangsters and just sounding like Bugs Bunny and fucking Fizzbin. And (laughs) it's just, it's so good. Just, just, just the scene of, of Oxmix trying to play pool. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> it was good. Oh, God. Heat is... <laughs> Drop the heat. <laughs> uh, Tell me some of those fancy heat is. A piece of the egg. Shit, should that be higher up the list? No, it's good at three. <laughs> Number two, this is uh, a little obvious, but I don't care. Balance of Terror. Oh, that one, yes. 
Our first, our first, our first meeting Romulan. with the Romulans. With the Romulans. I was going to say, I legit didn't remember. Oh, with Sarek, who wasn't really Sarek. Sarek not being Sarek, and his, 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 you know, his good friend, the Centurion. Who and... was Stom, but not Stom. No, the old guy what old was guy? the Centurion. Yeah, his friend who did. died, and he put his body in the... Stan was some other guy of a different rank, but yeah, Stan, but not yeah. Stan. When their when their ship was caving in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, the effects are a bit dodgy, but it is a very good episode. You know, it's a good little for what it is. It's a you know, it's a little unusual. It's so blatantly like a sort of a war picture mm. thing, but still a really Sub- good submarine episode. movie. Yeah, yeah. And my number one, yeah, the conscience of the king. Ooh, that's a good episode. That is a good one. Yeah. That I was like that, that came close to my top two. That it, was in my green, um, my green column for sure when I was going through. It took me a while to settle on which one was my favorite. I was like, you know, I think it's, I think it's that one. Because for all that, there was that are fun and wacky and this and that. Like that one's like it. It sort of it like said that the impression it gave me like. Right now, ask me to name specifics, I don't know, but it just sticks with you as like... Kodos was a fantastic actor. Yeah. He was so good. The daughters melt down... Yes. The daughters melt down the whole thing. It's a fascinating look at this. Especially, like, again, and I'm separated from the time, but, like, when the fact that there were still, you know, a lot of World War II war criminals running around, hiding in plain sight like he would have been. And even today, they're all, like, 90, but there's still a few of them out there. But just dealing with that in what seems to be sort of a very mature way... And in something that was, this is still an era when science fiction was largely dismissed as for children. Hmm. Um, And I mean, I think we can't underestimate how much Star Trek helped push that idea out of people's minds. Even though it also overlapped with Lost in Space, which is charming, but a children's show. Good top five, Chris. Thank you. I'm having some doubts now about my top five. Only one. Never really. doubt. No, I do. I have a doubt. Well, this way we get to talk about it. It'll, yes. it'll be great. So um, at number five, I put... Elon of Troyes. Really? Huh. Yeah, I really liked it. No, that's fair. I think it was that spanking bitch. scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool to see, like, this, like... I liked the... She was kind of tough, and I liked that, like... I she loved your stereotype. And I loved when Kirk was just over it, like, at the end, <laughs> when he was like, fucking magic tears my ass. I don't know. I, I just enjoyed it. I just remember, like, enjoying it a no, lot. That's, that's cool. And, it's a good uh, episode. I mean, it's not, like, a great episode. Like, that's the thing. I, I feel stupid oh, putting no. it as one of my top ones, but I enjoyed it. Thank you. You're all very kind. Can't believe she picked that one. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? Uh, number four. Was that the one you were feeling doubts all about? Yeah, that was the one. Oh, that's, yeah, why that's, I sh- that's why. That's yeah, why I stuck yeah, it at I the like end because I was kind of like, I don't know. At number four, <laughs> I had to put eye mud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Because of the dancing. Yeah, the dancing. Oh, the it dancing. Just, it was just everything. It was just such an odd. Like I don't know. I enjoy again. Like maybe ironically, because again, I don't think it was like one of the top five best episodes necessarily but like we just had so much fun talking about it and i thought it was so ridiculous and i honestly thought it was just like kind of a good time it, i don't I, know thing, i mean i struggled with the idea of maybe i almost felt like a mud episode should have been in my top five uh, and i, I liked sure. it better than mud's women see i, I oh. preferred mud's women only because i did appreciate the fact that there was this dark side to mud they let sort of come out a little bit mm. Yeah, it wasn't quite just a straight comedy episode. Yeah, yeah. But I, I ultimately decided, eh, I mean, I did like them a lot, but I wasn't sure if that... I wasn't sure if I was going to add it for the right reason, so I'm I'm glad a mud got in someone's list. I'm yeah. not, but okay. <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, is, like, I'm a little shaky on that one as well, because... I kind of like honorable mention, right? I <laughs> also love the Squire of Gothos, which is not <gasps> on my list. It's not in your top five. No, who no. are you, Caitlin? It's because that I was struggling me. because I was like, I really want to do the Squire of Gothos, but the thing is, the Squire of Gothos isn't that good. Actually.
actually. Only like, Trelane I is good. love Trelane, but then, like, the most dangerous game element mm. at the end, and, like, it's just not, like, it's not a satisfying ending, that episode. Mm. That's probably why Imud is so great, because you know that he's getting fucking punished by 500 copies of his fucking wife, you know? Like, <laughs> I just, and again, that's, you know that's hardcore! That's, sexist yep, and terrible, but kind of hilarious. That's fair, that's and I think reasoning. you shouldn't doubt a goddamn thing about your list, because... You resisted lust. I know. <gasps> I did. <laughs> um, I can't I wait know. to see what you do do with him on your fanfic, Chris. I don't know what you're going to think, but we'll see. <gasps> oh, no. You better not kill him. Oh, God, no. Okay. Am good. I... You're torturing him? Pegging him. <laughs> Whip no. him? Whip him a little? Ooh, Give him a spanking? Yeah, a little whipping. He needs... He's been a very bad boy. <laughs> James so what's your number two? <laughs> number three. Three. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, number three, I put the empath. Okay. Because oh, yeah. yeah, I love Jem. I just really love Jem. I thought she was wonderful. Oh, um, I got tortured a little. Yeah. Why, are we, why am I suddenly into torture all of a sudden? I don't know. That's it's from watching the show. There's lots of weird BDSM shit in this show. This I'm is telling true. you. David Kirk. The fisting joint now. <laughs> oh, man. If you want to get yourself a little BDSM fix, uh, read the James Bond novels. No, thank you. Because <laughs> like, all that he winds up sort of captured and whatever in the movies, they eventually, you know, they found a bunch of... of Ian Fleming's letters, and it turns out he was into a bit of like bondage and whipping. And knowing that, a lot of the capture and torture scenes that are in the books that never quite make it into the movie, suddenly whole new light. Because when he's captured in the books, there's often a bit of light torture involved. And like the only movie that made that into was Casino Royale with, with the, the, ball uh, the ball thing. Although in the book it was a carpet beater and <sighs> not a... Rope with a knot in the but end, but still on the balls. But a lot, oh. lot of lot of stuff that you know, and you know that 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 like most. Of the... <laughs> there was some some candle play, a little light light yeah. breath breath play. <laughs> stuff you're reading that like you know if you're not into BDSM, you're just like, oh, that chaps. sounds sounds awful. But then you realize Fleming was probably jerking off to it after he wrote it. Anyway, oh. sorry, keep interrupting. You go on. Fine. No, it's fine. I usually interrupt everybody. So number two, I think number two. Number one and number two are like tied for number one because I love them both a lot. But I guess if I had to pick one, I would say number two was Wolf in the Fold. Mm. Um, That's a good one. I love that episode. I love that Piglet gets down with his bad self and kills some hookers. I always thought that that little bastard was shifty. I liked, I don't know, because it's some quality acting from Scott. Mm. And I liked the fact that it was like, how are they going to prove he didn't do it? He, like, obviously did it. Why do they keep leaving Scotty alone with all these women? Like, what are you doing? Well, I, mean, I remember years ago, before we even started this project, and I was just showing you the original Star Trek for the first time, that episode, even then, immediately struck a chord with you. I'm a serial killer. You know, so... <laughs> That's why you read all these books, Caitlin. It's true. Oh, which means I know what your number one is. So yes, go on. Yes, that's true. We all know what yeah, I think you all knew that, yes. Um, yeah, so my number one is for the... The world is hollow, and I have touched the sky, which still definitely sounds like something that Jeff Bridges would have said in Tron Legacy, yes. um, for sure. But yeah, I just loved the episode. I it's just so thought good. it was beautiful. Like, and the worst part is, like, I don't even really remember what it was about now. <laughs> I like, I really don't. I just remember loving it. Not touching the giant thing that looks like a button. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's pretty lame. Aside from remember, that, but I just remembered loving it so much. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed it at the time. I remember just being like, "Wow!" Like season three is actually pretty good. Like what? And I especially had thought with a title like that, I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is gonna fucking here we go." And then I was like, "Oh no, actually, it's great." And I'm wrong. No. So, and what's interesting too is that a lot of 
when you go out and look for like worst Star Trek episodes, that episode is often on those lists. It's the worst. Wait, as, uh, that one they're among, just fucking wrong, yeah, dude. People call it people. A lot of people think it's a turd. Are, are, why? Are, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. There's why. nothing turdy about it. The costumes are a little weird. I'll give it that. Yeah. I think I think the general criticism is that the pacing is poor in it, but I don't Lies. see Lies. Have they not seen to, the Savage Curtain? I was going to say, compared to every other well, fucking episode I don't think anyone show, puts the Savage Curtain high on their lists. Either. I know. Like, let's saying, be real, though. There is a nerd out there whose favorite episode is the Savage Curtain. Oh, yeah. He's allowed I mean, to be You wrong. can't criticize somebody else's preferences. Which is why we'll get to my list. Uh-huh. Jake's top five. Yeah, I was going to say the Savage so, Curtain, number this one. Isn't, this isn't quite in top five order, because I didn't... Really, I couldn't really have the time to think to order it. So there are, there are five I will, all tied I will pretend, for I don't pretend it's in order. Uh, I do want to give out an honorable mention. I wrote it down. I'm not just saying it because it was on Chris's list. It's written down. A piece of the action. It didn't make my top five, but I did want to call it out as being my top one comedy episode of the show. No tribbles? No tribbles. No mud, unfortunately. I mean, I like them both, but, but really, I agree with everything Chris said about piece of the action. I mean, I, it's definitely my favorite of the um, cultural contamination episodes. <laughs> okay, um, so with that, though, uh, my actual top five in rough order. Number five, The Devil in the Dark. Oh. The Horda in the Mines with yeah. the nodules. I like the Horda. Well, I like, the, I like Horda. the Horda. I like the Horda. No kill eye. Number four, Return to Tomorrow. Nice. With, yep. uh, with our friend Sargon. That's a good Number three, what are little girls made of? I love that one. Oh, that one. I wanted to put that in my honorable oh, mention. Oh, is, is that that's that's Ruck, the robot one, right? Ruck and the robots. That Ruck and Andrea. Ruck and sucking robots. That, that again, I think would have been a top ten. Yeah, but it didn't quite. It actually was very briefly in the top five, but it, it ended up knocked out. That is a good one. I like that one. Yeah, with the, and that's got Chapel's old fiance. And the most Chapel ever gets to do in the series as like a person. Yeah, mm. it's true. She gets a good story in that one. Number two. This is maybe sound a little cliche because it's often top of people's lists. But the city on the edge of forever. I was just, I'm glad it made it. I was just thinking, are we going to get through this without any of us putting that yeah, on? No, I, I I just I love the episode. I love the story. Um, it's it's a good one. It's like it's like one of the few times ever that Star Trek really for me gets the time travel story done right. Yeah. yeah. Um, like it's it goes wrong so often. So often. And it, and it ends on a kind of an, on such a sad note, and that's yeah. not something yeah. a lot of the episodes have. Yeah. I mean, they save the future, but they don't save the cheerleader. Wow, yeah. Heroes reference? Yeah, that was a wow. weird Heroes reference. Wasn't expecting that. And I feel like, I mean, it's been a while, but I feel like Shatner nails the final scene. Yeah. He yeah, doesn't he does. overdo he it. Does. He, he does. actually, like, acts yeah. very well. Although that's the what, though? The rice-picking accident episode, right? Yeah, That too. There is, there is there that. Is that. <laughs> uh, but there's also the drunk that... that, that <laughs> oh, my. This cat is being the worst ass right oh, now. Oh, you just want to be on the radio, huh? Um, anyway. Uh, Jake's number one. My number one. <laughs> Ooh. And I am sorry, Caitlin, <gasps> is the Enterprise Incident. It is a good episode. Mm. Damn. I did not... <laughs> 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 yeah, also did. <laughs> Um, good showing for the Enterprise Incident. Yeah, the Enterprise Incident. Uh, Romulan Commander. It was a taught... I knew... I, I knew... 
balance of terror or enterprise incident were going to be on the list and it was kind of a toss-up which one would go on the list i didn't want to have both of them on there so i went with the one that i slightly edged out in my view i went with the enterprise incident in so full... no world is hollow yeah well wow. in full in full disclosure i did write down the world is hollow as my number four and i crossed it off after caitlin said no, she thought no we'd i all didn't say but, I, but <laughs> I went back and i wrote return to tomorrow on the bottom of the list Later, as you see, return tomorrow. It says it there. I do see it. Yeah. So, and I don't have a pen. I wrote this while I was sitting over there. <laughs> we have so pencils. I didn't change Nothing my up my sleeve. I decided to sub in return to tomorrow for the world. Is so home. what? What did we have more overlap on? Worsts or bests? I I feel think like worsts. I think we had more overlap on worsts. Because I certainly like all don't like uh, assignment earth. Assignment earth. We all I think like we all said we didn't like let that be your last battlefield. Or did you not say that? I, one? That was not on my list, but That's I also but I also don't like it. So. Yeah. So yeah, I think at the end of the day, our our likes were slightly more varied. Yeah, I'd say. I figured as much. We have very different likes. Yeah, and I I do I do like that you know and I don't think I tried to out of my way, but I do appreciate that we didn't wind up with like the same top five. You see, top one was the trouble with triple. No one picked mirror mirror. Mirror, I, mirror. mirror Mirror sucks. Mirror Mirror makes it into a lot of top tens. <laughs> mirror, mirror Mirror would have probably been my top ten. I think Mirror Mirror it was, was a green for sure. Was in contention, but then I was like, I think it was kind of like you with Gothos, where it was like, there's moments I like, but overall as an episode, when I actually think about it objectively, it's a bit. Eh. I like. I think it was good. Right, they didn't. It didn't even make make, make my top ten. So yeah. So I mean, it, it's like it's not a bad episode, but it's not. At the end of the day, with all of it under our belt, it's like it's fine. It's you know, and yeah, there's moments. There's moments that are great, and it is Spock with a beard. Yeah, yeah. should have kept it. I'm amused that Charlie X made your sixth aim. I fucking love Charlie X. I know you do. No, I mean, I know you do. It's just so funny because I like, I don't think I made it red, but I dismissed it (gasps) out of hand as not even being like something I considered really good. I fucking love it. Because I mostly just found Charlie to be a fucking creepazoid. That's the point. I know, but I didn't like it. Perfect. So what? He's the perfect adolescent freak show. None of us have Space Seed. Nope. Uh, Space Seed was one of my top ten for sure. Like, I considered it. It was another one that was sort what of are, like, What maybe... are some of the other really big ones that we maybe didn't... Because well, Jake just yeah. got City on the Edge of Forever oh, in Journey for to us. Babel, no one said. Yeah, that's no, big, no, that's no a good one. Journey to Babel. Tr- again, Tribbles, nobody tribbled. No one tribbled. But again, like, Tribbles is just kind of goofy. It's not the worst. Yeah. But, uh, not the best, but it's... Oh, God. Are there... What? Does anyone have any Klingons anywhere on their lists? No. Uh... That's what like, I just. I'm listing. Because Klingons kind of sucked in this series. Yeah. <laughs> they get, they got good later. Yeah. I the mean, Romulans were probably the better TOS villains. The, probably the, the best Klingon episode, and really only because of the acting, was. Koloth? Was the, the pinwheel episode. Day of the oh, Dove. Oh, that one, Day of the Dove. I don't know. Well, Caitlin and I know we love Koloth. So. That's true. You do love Koloth. It's true. He's Koloth. So good. I was like, I know there's one that you guys would have expected me to say I loved that I didn't say. Um, who Mourns for oh, Adam yeah, yeah, yeah. was on my With top your like, boy, 11. Your boy, Apollo. Um, you know who I want to give an extra shout out to is uh, The Changeling with our good friend Nomad. Oh, uh, good yeah, Nomad. Yeah, I love yeah. Nomad. I do have, not an honorable mention, because I still don't know how I feel about it, but it stuck with me. I'll give it that. Plato's Stepchildren. Oh, yeah. That's I, I like still don't know if I hated it or loved it. I liked it. But it made a very, very strong impression, and for that, it merits a mention. Just because it's like, I mean, a lot of it was so upsetting and so uncomfortable, but that was the point. But I don't know if I like or dislike that. 
So I just had to say it because I'm still, all these weeks later, still up in the air about what I think mm. about that episode. Well, I loved Alexander. The actor was fantastic. Yeah. And I know you didn't like the hecklers. I enjoyed not liking the hecklers. <laughs> oh, no, I think it, I, it was brilliant how well they did it because I wanted to see someone beat the ever-living shit out of them. Like, in a way, I don't, like I said in the episode, that I don't normally feel about fictional fucking people. Like, I wanted to see the actors beaten up, even though I know they're just <laughs> actors and working off a script, but that is how much I hated them. Yeah. So, I'm still so confused, but it didn't make either list, because I don't... It's a perplexing fucking thing. Yeah, I, I also had, um, on my broader list, I had I had Conscious of the King, I had Cha- The Changeling, I had a handful of other ones, I just can't remember them all, but one thing I did notice, you know, I didn't disagree with really any, any of the shows that you guys had on your top list. So, you know, they were all definitely in I don't know. Caitlin did pick Alan of Troyes. <laughs> well, yeah, but it can't be perfect. <laughs> um, oh, you know what other one I like that made my top ten that no one's brought up is uh, All Our Yesterdays when Spock and McCoy go back in time and Spock finds that cave chick he likes. Mm. I like that I one. I like that one. It wasn't it's another a, season three gem. I don't think it was top ten, but it was still good. Oh, I really liked it. Yeah, For I some reason, I really like time travel done well. Mm, that's fair. No, you like McCoy and Spock done well. You don't have to lie yes. about it. We all know what it really is about. <laughs> Shrug. Yeah. Throw that fur yeah, on I McCoy. Think, I thought that was all right. Um, you know, I think season three was had far more good episodes than I had been led to believe it would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone made it sound like three was just garbage, and I... Yeah, I mean, it has some wicked clunkers. Oh, some total shit. And like, don't get me wrong, Spock's brain is a bad episode. I just I think really that like it. there are... I don't even know if it would make my top ten worst, to be honest. Because hmm. there's still Shore Leave, which I do still hate. It's still <laughs> a terrible episode. But that didn't make any list. Well, because just there was... Like, hey, I was in my, we were counting on you. <laughs> it's in my top ten. Well, remember, if you go Your back and listen... My bottom ten. Okay. My you, top oh, I know. You hated it. If we go, I think it was the first episode I truly hated. And I mean, I loathed that episode. And now, in retrospect, it's like, Why? I mean, I know it's why, dumb. but... It's dumb and pointless. It's dumb, but it's not as offensively dumb as, well, fucking Last Battlefield, or Assignment Earth, or... <laughs> oh, God. we haven't talked about A Private Little War at all. That one dropped way off. That one was bad, but yeah, it definitely got shoved off. And um, Which one was that? Was that the one where they were like killing people in like vaporization chambers? No, oh. that was that is, uh, A Taste of Armageddon. A Taste of Armageddon, yeah. I don't know, that was... Um... The Mugatu. The Mugatu. And the, yeah. with and the, the witch, witch doctor, doctor wife. And the it's not very Oh, yeah. That's, 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 that one. that's probably yeah, that's right. a top good, ten bad one for me. Dr. Lazarus never... To- that was top ten bad. <laughs> that was, I, I, See, I like Lazarus. I think Lazarus I, I is kind of cool. like that. I don't like that episode. I don't like the... I don't like the... I don't like the gravy beard. Remembering the gravy beard, the yak's ass. Hopefully it's the last time we talk about the gravy beard. I hope it isn't. (laughs) I'm going to miss these guys. I'm going to miss all these guys. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to, I know we're not quite done with it, because I'm sure the animated series is more like TOS than not. Oh, it's going to be some great shit, I can tell you. Well, so, here's the thing. Corbin White? Because here's the thing, the problem, no, it's a terrible episode. Baylock's fun, but the actual episode is dull as fuck. Yeah, Baylock is only in the last three minutes of the episode. So one of the accounts that our Twitter follows is Swear Trek, which just takes little, like, 
you know, GIFs from Star Trek and has them using captions. They often utilize the animated series because it just has the extra benefit of looking ridiculous. And it's even funnier when you think cartoon characters are swearing. But at one point, the guy who runs it did actually say, for all that he makes fun of the animation, the writing is actually pretty good on a few, on, on some of the episodes. And as you saw earlier online, as I actually saw in the little pop-up video text, it won an Emmy. Yeah. And I assume not for the fucking animation. <laughs> so it had to be for the writing. Well, I don't know. In the 70s, that was actually pretty good for 70s That's true. Hanna-Barbera. <clears throat> but yeah, no, that that's it for, for the one that started it all. Farewell to the cardboard sets and the primary colored uniforms. I mean, well, I'm later, but they're never quite as bright as they will be in future. Contrary to the lyrics of the song, his Star Trek did not go on forever. That is true. So... Please join us for the start of the animated series. For the first episode, we're just doing two, like we haven't up until now. But after that, we're going to do three per, because they're only about 20-odd minutes each. Well, so. if, I mean, we'll see, right? I we may change it up, but right now, that's the plan. Yeah. So we might be uh, bombing right through it. But at the very least, next week, definitely two episodes, Beyond the Farthest Star and Yesteryear. Yesteryear. All my troubles were... Made of beer. Made of beer, yes. Nailed it. Uh, Man, I wish we had brushed up on the old opening theme. We could have had a... We could have ended this the way we started it. Badly and out of tune. Star Trek all over over your face. face. (laughs) (laughs) So, as always, do please find and like our Facebook page, Stardust Dear Herby. We are on Twitter and Tumblr as SSHB Podcast. Do please subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And if you use iTunes, please consider giving us a rating and review. For a Stardust Dear Herby, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Oh, do you have the um, first two episode names oh my for God. TAS? Oh, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's the first episode. We'll just yeah, say. Join I... us next week for TAS. Yeah, we're probably going to make it to the animated series. Oh, I can look them up that. quickly if you want to. I was going to say, we just find them on the phone. Mr. Um... Mud's Fuck Factory. No, that's the hentai that we will not be watching. Oh, my God. We should break Mr. Good? Mud's Fuck Factory. Is, mm, is anything Mud does? Nobody ever goes in. And nobody ever comes out. I just feel like it'd be like a lot of really poorly animated of mud Jesus. fucking his robot ladies. There's an episode called The Jihad. Oh yeah, there is. What? There is. I noticed that the other day. Uh, That's gonna be exciting. What the fuck are we watching? <laughs> I don't know. Holy shit, it won an award. Yeah, it won an Emmy. Mr. Mud's Fuck Factory, I picture being like, you know, poorly animated mud fucking his poorly animated robot people. But like, to that old... Music they would always use in cartoons when they wanted an industrial scene. No! Hardcore! That's a steam whistle. See, now that's gold.